Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where the bad movies we watch aren't always technically bad movies, even though they are definitely bad movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And also where my voice is still um, delightfully croaky. I feel like that could have gone without saying. They can hear that. They they have actually no other way to interact with you than mm. having to listen to your continued... Melodic croakiness. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank goodness you read my mind. Yay. Amber, um, we watched Broken Arrow this week. Why are you telling me that? Tell them that. I already know we watched Broken Arrow. Dear listeners, we watch Broken Arrow this See, week. See, that's so much more appropriate. Mm-hmm. It is. You're right. Apologies. Um, Amber, did you know that um, a situation where a nuclear weapon is missing is from the, the U.S. government is not actually called a Broken Arrow? It's called an Empty Quiver. But isn't it Broken Arrow so much cooler and also much yes. less sensical? A- empty Quiver makes more sense. The weapon... Yes is not where it should be. Therefore, right. the quiver is mm-hmm. empty of arrows. This this is suggesting something entirely different. This is, if the arrow is the nuclear weapon, which it is mm-hmm. in both scenarios from what I can yep. tell, if it's broken, that kind uh-huh. of is like, oh no, we broke the bomb. It's broken. Or it detonated. I feel like broken or detonated would work. Like, it, Why did they change the name to broken arrow? So Amber, um, you are dead on because um, at least, you know, IMDB speakingly factually um broken arrow actually means when a nuclear weapon is lost but or no is has been um damaged but nobody's in danger so yeah you're totally right it's a broken arrow that doesn't work anymore that's, that's like a very different movie it's a very different that's, movie oh shit it's broke Oh no! Oh, oh mishap. Oh, that's, a, that's a bummer. That's um, yeah. Let's get a uh, new one. Do we have? Do we have any replacements? That's uh, yeah. Just get some researchers to figure this out, and we'll fix this arrow right up. It's more of a technological movie as opposed mm-hmm. to. I mean, I empty quiver doesn't have, I guess, the same ring to it as broken arrow. What if? Okay. Mm-hmm. What if? Yes. What they're really referring to is not the nuclear weapon itself. Okay. But the pilot. <gasps> Oh my! Because that motherfucker is broke. Yeah, he's 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 very broken. That's John Woo was trying to tell us so much with just the mm-hmm. title. We're not actually talking about the nuclear weapon. We are talking about the man behind the nuclear weapon. Yeah, John Travolta, who plays Deke Deacons. Oh dear lord! His first name is Vic, by the way. Which I sure why not? Sure why not? Vic Deacons. Mm-hmm. Excellent name for a, a nuclear terrorist, a, a, an Air Force man turned nuclear terrorist. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. So, Amber, let me give you a synopsis of this movie. I applaud your efforts. Okay, thank you. Um, so, okay, <laughs> it starts off with a boxing match, which is essentially um, John Travolta telling Christian Slater, who plays uh, Hale in this movie. And it, it's this very, very badly staged botch- boxing match. And essentially, um, in kind of shaded terms, um, John Travolta's telling Christian Slater exactly what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to like uh, trick him, and then everything's not what it seems, Amber. And then what you do is you pull your right when you hit your left and uh he basically tells the plot of the movie um in in the boxing match and compares himself to ali he does compare himself to ali which is you know not appropriate even a little bit it's ali versus foreman baby okay yeah you know okay so john travolta is ali and i guess foreman mm-hmm. isn't christian slater because he doesn't have his respect no ali is the u.s government I guess, and and sure. when you think he's he's gonna go left, he goes right. When you think he's gonna go right, he goes left. Oh, you think he's all out of gas? No, he has a nuclear weapon. And he's... fuck him if they can't take a joke, Megan. <laughs> and fuck him if they can't take a joke, Amber. Exactly. Did you know that fuck him if they can't take a joke was actually a line that Christian Slater said in Heather's? I didn't realize that. I did realize that. Uh. A disturbing ass movie. Yes, it is. Especially mm. considering the Christian Slater 
is supposed to be a heartthrob. <laughs> yeah, he's very upsetting in that movie. <laughs> oh boy. Staying on track. All right, so in this movie, John Travolta steals two nuclear weapons. Um, he, he essentially wants to um, uh, get money from the U.S. government so he doesn't blow shit up. And uh, Hale tries to stop him. And obviously, a park ranger gets involved. And uh, she helps uh, Christian Slater save the world. Save the U.S. Whatever. But not Utah. But not Utah, Amber. Definitely That's... not Utah. Utah's done. Uh, yeah. if, if, if the events of this oh, movie God. actually occurred, Utah is done. Yes. As is, yes. I think, anyone who shares the same watershed is whatever underground river they were fucking around in in Utah. But Amber, um, they bl- so they blow up one of the nuclear weapons in a copper mine in Utah. Um, and they say, oh, it's okay. It will be buffeted by the copper mine. But Amber... <laughs> What does a copper mine lead to? Well, I'm glad you asked, Megan. Uh, they actually wind up getting trapped in that copper mine, and in order to mm-hmm. escape, they go into the underground river that actually is the yeah. reason the copper mine shut down. They they hit right. an underground river and like, oh, we can't keep digging here. What we can do is explode a nuclear weapon here and say, it's all good. It's all good. Do, do, am I wrong? Am I wrong in thinking that radiation can, you know, get into water? Yeah, uh, is, is yeah, that is can. that just science? I don't understand. Like, if if you if you explode a nuclear weapon in water, is everything all good? Does it neutralize the radiation, Megan? I think it's bad. Friend Amber. scientist. Oh boy, I'm not a nuclear scientist, Amber. I think it's bad. All science I mean, is the same. This nuclear weapon blew up not a quarter of a mile from Christian Slater and his uh, park ranger friend, Amber. But it was underground, <laughs> Megan. It was okay. in the ground. It was in the copper mine next to the river, which it they was swam out of. 2,000 feet down, so everything is fine. Don't worry about it. It's it's fine. Basically, plot of the movie, ooh, we've got two Air Force pilots, and they're, they're partners, but they're at odds, and they don't, really, they don't really get each other, kind of theologically speaking. You know, one of them's kind of passive, and one of them's like a real go-getter. He bucks authority, and the other one's just kind of chill with it. You know, he doesn't have, as Travolta says... Christian Slater's character does not have the will to win, which is why he not. why he always knows he'll win his boxing matches with uh-huh. him. Uh-huh, yeah. And then Travolta steals the nuclear weapons, and then Christian Slater's in the desert, and Park Ranger, and, oh, we explode one of them, because we mean business. And then we take the other one to Denver on a train, mm-hmm. so that we sure. can have train hijinks. And then... Yep. Christian Slater and a park ranger stop and murder John Travolta and a bunch of other people. So many. So many. Yeah. There are a shocking number of people in the U.S. military who have access to nuclear weapons and are willing to just kill their friends and use the nuclear weapons. Like, I, yeah. I actually feel like this movie is more about the poor hiring practices of the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could go along with that for sure. And the bloodthirstiness of park rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samantha Mathis plays uh, Terry Carmichael, who's, um, well, we'll go into later. She's, uh, she's a, she is a go-getter. She has the will, Amber. She's got the will to kill, Megan. Mm-hmm, she does. Ooh. Boy, oh boy. It, I think it's also about people having very different reactions to murder. You know, each of them finding themselves through killing other people and seeing how it really affects them. They find themselves through murder. That's beautiful, Amber. Thank you, Megan. Amber, what did uh, Metacritic think about this movie? Critics liked this way more than they should have. (laughs) I feel like the audience might have been a little too harsh and the critics were too nice. We have a 61 Mm. aggregate for critics and a 33 for users. Oh, my. Uh, Yeah, the tomato meter kind of evens that out. It's 53 for the critics and 44 for the audience score. I just, I can't even with this, Megan. I can't even with this. Yeah. None of the mummies broke 50. Yeah. The the long kiss goodnight, again, did not break 50. And this is 61? This this adorable train wreck? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel the same way about this movie that I did about Face Off, which was, again, Mm -hmm. a well enough scored movie to be considered good. And another John Woo movie that is just bonkers batshit crazy. Yes. I love it. But it's mm-hmm. a it's a mess. It is mm-hmm. it is a bazonkers train wreck mess, and I I love it for being that. And but it is a bad movie. Yes. But it's not technically a bad movie. Mm-hmm. The hitman's bodyguard is better than this. I would oh. say. I would yeah. argue. 
Yes. But critics would call me stupid mm-hmm. and fat. Well, the critics and are getting lazy. real... Okay, the critics are really out, out of bounds here, Ember. <laughs> God damn it, A.O. Scott. Why are you being so personal? <laughs> the attacks have gotten so personal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, do, do, do you have, were there any, any particular standouts in the little blurby blurbs for you? Critic Jeffrey Lyons called it, plane, trains, and automobiles with exploding helicopters and endless explosions. Which, you know, is... I wonder why he called out the helicopter explosions, but then just said endless explosions in addition. I feel like he could, I, could have just gone for brevity and said endless explosions. Yeah, but... Or used a different word, you know, like helicopter mm-hmm. destruction and endless explosions. Yeah, helicopter murder and endless explosions, is yeah. It, isn't he a writer? Isn't this what he does for a living? You would think so, Ember. You the would think so. The attacks are getting personal again. <laughs> there there were four helicopters that met their end in this movie, Ember. It was, it was beautiful. Yes, I wrote I, them all down. I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm sure we're gonna you, you we're gonna go them. bit by we're gonna go number by number in your happy journal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this movie is real dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is obviously very much a John Woo film. We've got our slow motions. We've got our dramatic yes. eye lighting. Oh boy, the eyes! Amber. We've got yet more slow motion, and you guessed it—a boys' choir to mark those important oh. moments with their psychopathic pro- antagonist. Yeah, yeah. In um, <laughs> in Face Off, they go like they don't even just do a choir in the background. They actually start the movie with the actual choir. Which I mean, is you awesome. you had to build to that. That's he, he did, had to yeah. start with this movie in mm-hmm. order to really have a true vision for Face Off. Yeah, it's true. John Travolta in this movie is is Nicolas Cage in Face Off. Is he's embodying himself in Nick? He's Amber. John Travolta in this movie is like Nicolas Cage never left his body in Face Off, which came after this movie. I mean, I would say this was a practice round for that. This is way dulled down compared to, yes. to, compared oh, to yeah, Face yeah, Off. This right. is this is pretty mild. This is this yeah. is damn near contemplative. Yeah, he yeah he he's he's reaching though, Amber. He's he's he he's he's getting to his Face Off. He's beginning the transformation. I I yeah. do not disagree with that. Do you remember how creepily he smoked those cigarettes, Amber? Yeah, it was one of the creepiest ways to smoke a cigarette I've ever seen, but it is it is still several degrees away from I could eat a peach for hours. Oh god. Which I know is what Nick Cage said, but then John Travolta had to pretend to be that Nick Cage. Be that guy. So Mm -hmm. good point. Do 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 our listeners know that there is a there's a lost phase off episode of this podcast? No, absolutely not. I I have mythical. It's. It, I know we say we started with Baywatch, but technically our first, like our true dry run was doing Face Off. It, it went on like a, for like two hours. Like a three hour run of Face Off. <laughs> I, we didn't, I think it might be our best work it, while also simultaneously being our worst work. But uh, there may come a time when I may try and cut together something that is listenable. Yeah, good luck. So Critics Corner, you really like... John Woo action movies. You you really you really like them. You didn't like Mission Impossible 2, which is understandable. I've seen it That's I, fair. probably twice and I still can't tell you anything about it. Mm-mm. Too many faces off in that movie. That mm, yeah, weird. you did you did complain about that a lot. It, it did. Everybody yeah. was wearing someone else's face at all times. It was always somebody else. It, it became meaningless. <laughs> it just, nobody was who they were. It was like saying the same word over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's nothing now. Yep. <laughs> everybody is mm-hmm. nobody. Every, there's no identity. Everybody's, yep. oh God, oh God. Everybody's Tom Cruise? Nobody's Tom Cruise. I'm confused. I'm Tom Cruise. Oh boy. But yeah, I feel like they, they want, they really, really, really want a proper fusion of, you know, like Hong Kong action cinema and American action cinema. And everybody was just so hopeful that John Woo could bring them to that. But you kind of can't. I, I feel like it was, was the, the ultimate, like, they're just two different, they're two different animals. They're two different, but, but yes, comma, this is also super fun. Oh, I'm not saying this isn't super fun, but what I'm saying yes. is that the critics believed that oh, gotcha. their, yes. their expectations and their desires, I think, helped shape their actual reviews more than dealing with the facts of the movie as presented. And those facts are 
what the fuck did I just watch? And quite a few critics mm -hmm. were there, but a lot of them seemed to be watching a movie very different from the one that I watched. Interesting. There was a 100% review from Rolling Stone, Peter Travers. What? Yeah. Broken Arrow how? delivers the hippest action fun around. Travolta's Dr. Strangelove exit will oh, blow God. you away. Ditto the movie. Oh, boy. That, that's... I love bad movies, Amber. Bad movies rock, but... I can't, I can't, I can't go there. Yeah, this is, this is like, this is an 88% scored review from the SF Examiner by Barry Walters. Broken Arrow isn't the ultimate fusion of Hong Kong surrealism and Hollywood realism, but it points the way to nerve-shattering possibilities. Nerve-shattering possibilities. They were, like, they were not the only critic to, to bring up, like, you've, this is wow. a Hong Kong action filmmaker. He's, he's trying to, he's trying to bring it here, and I feel like we're almost there. I'm like, wow, maybe? But no. Yeah, but but it, it, or or maybe, but it's but but there's still just nonsense, like just store, plot wise. Which I I I'm I am not a, a huge watcher of of Hong Kong action films, so there there's a there's a genuine possibility that what I am seeing is an incomplete fusion of the two things, and my expectations are American action, and I don't know. At the same time, I don't know. What's what's important is, I don't know. That's very important, Amber. Okay, bye, critics. <laughs> so, Amber, after the um, you know Chekhov's boxing match conversation, we go to, of course, John Travolta and Christian Slater are going to bring two nuclear weapons in this like jet thing, and they're going to do a test mission to see if they can fly without being detected over the desert why with live nuclear weapons well because they want to see if the gamma radiation messes with the peripherals right very well said amber so you know because because maybe they can detect the radiation when they can't detect the stealth bomber or maybe maybe the the radiation messes with their ability to whatever basically mm -hmm. their job is to fly in the nap of the earth which apparently the, means yes. going 800 miles per hour at 200 feet while using autopilot. Don't worry, it's a $2 billion plane. Of course it can do it on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, John Travolta acts like he's doing something, and then he just sets it on autopilot at 200 feet. And the, meanwhile, the, uh, the rest of the military folks are trying to detect them, and it's like a game. It's an exercise. Yes. Uh, one of those folks is uh, Delroy Lindo, who plays uh, Colonel Max Wilkins. Oh, Delroy Lindo. Delroy's the best. I'm happy yeah. to see you. Mm-hmm. Always. So, of course, this gives John Travolta and Christian Slater a moment to continue their conversation from the boxing match slash locker room. Mm-hmm. Where it's, 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 it's just reaffirming the fact that Christian Slater is just kind of like he's going along to get along, whereas Travolta is, he's unhappy. You know, he feels like yeah. he should have been promoted. And Christian Slater's like, well, then stop fucking with authority, man. You're in the military. You got to follow orders. And Travolta's like, I'm smarter than everybody. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite moment, of course, comes at the big turn of the scene. When Christian Slater tells John Travolta that he just loves having the power of God at his fingertips by having the <laughs> nuclear weapons in the cock in, in, in you know in the in the jet, and then the camera zooms in on John yes. Travolta's light highlighted eyes, and a boys' yes. choir just suddenly starts singing, oh! and then he pulls out a gun. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he, he pulls out a gun Christian to shoot. In the head, in the cockpit of a stealth bomber. Yes. But thank goodness Christian Slater is looking at the window and John mm -hmm. Travolta's reflection is he, he can see the gun being pulled. And so it leads to a, a punch mesh in the cockpit. Punch, mm -hmm. punch, punch. Oh, no, the gun got knocked. Oh, no, now I can't shoot him. So I'm just going to eject him from the plane. Yep. Yep. So Christian Slater gets ejected and... Uh... John oh. <laughs> and John Travolta is off with the two nuclear weapons. Well, actually, that's not true. He um, like unarms the nuclear weapons and sends them parachuting down. So they're going to have to find them later. And then he, he also ejects and crashes the stealth bomber. But not before radioing to oh, the yes. mission control and saying that Christian Slater's character just went, he lost it. He lost it. 
and the plane they're, they're, the plane's gonna crash so essentially yeah. he plants the seed that Christian Slater is the one to have mm-hmm. stolen the nuclear weapons which which really Amber they really examined that really hard yeah hugely important plot point of the wrongly accused man trying to clear his name oh oh actually um five seconds later the NSA some sort of NSA radio tap picks up on the fact that oh no Travolta's the one who stole them it it happens off screen it's <laughs> It's just like at one point, because there's there's this other like extra military young guy who clearly, you know, he doesn't really fit in with the rest of them because he's he's not a soldier and he's, you know, Ivy League educated or some bullshit. And so, you know, he's just a pencil pusher. He's trying to make sense of things. And he he reads Deacon's transmission and he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe it didn't mean that Christian Slater lost control of the plane. Maybe it meant that he did it on purpose. He snapped. And he yep. stole the nuclear weapons. Yep. Oh, and then, yeah, five seconds later, Delroy Lynn was like, no, 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 that didn't happen. We picked up a That's wiretap thing. It it's, yeah. it's Deacon. Don't worry about it. It's, it's Don Travolta. Don't worry about it. He's he's clear. He's in the clear. Everything's fine. We need to help. What? Then why introduce why that plot point? Why did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. This it's is the like opposite meant- of Chekhov. Yeah. It's like you meant to do a whole thing with that, and then you thought it was hard, so you didn't. What they do, I guess, maybe maybe this is why the park ranger comes at him with a gun. Because what they do, <laughs> essentially, after this happens, it kind of seems like they make no effort to find their pilots. They're just, yeah. I guess, makes some, makes a lot of sense. Okay, two mm-hmm. nuclear weapons are just like out in the desert. That's bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some resources could be donated to attempting to locate your pilots. Right, because the pilots could know where the, like, you, they probably know what happened or at least could give you some clues. And you'd, you'd think there'd be some sort of like GPS locator on the eject seats or the pilots themselves. It doesn't matter. They don't have those things. What they do have mm-hmm. is a park ranger who yeah. happened to be in the area when this was going down. And yes. what we don't know when we see her encounter Christian Slater is that she was actually specifically sent to try and find the pilots. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they delegated it to the park ranger service, which it makes sense. They know the terrain, I guess. But before we know that, what we see is Christian Slater coming to, getting out of his parachute, and then immediately being accosted by a park ranger with a gun. Her gun is drawn, it is pointed at him, and she basically says, stop or I'll fucking shoot you. Yeah, she's, she comes at him so fucking hard. She comes at him so hard. Yeah. And can you arrest him? I don't know. I don't you can park ranger lady i don't what i maybe she can i don't know how park ranger authority works but she comes at him with a gun Mm -hmm. and just is ready to shoot him yeah he gets the gun away from her so then she pulls a knife on him yeah it's yeah why are you coming into this so hot yeah because you were looking for, like, a pilot who'd gotten out of a pl- like... Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's either she thinks, like, he's just some random dude in the desert that she's pulled a gun on. Uh-huh. And clearly appears to be unarmed. Or, as we later learn, she was sent specifically to look for an Air Force pilot who survived a plane crash. And again, she's decided to shoot. <laughs> yeah. It's, and or it's, stab. Uh... It's incredible. And then um, the turning point in their relationship comes when, um, so Christian Slater's stolen the gun from her, and he, for some reason, decides that um, she's, she's she's okay, and he hands the gun back to her. And then at that point, she just puts the gun away, and they're cool. Trust. After a death battle with knives and guns, uh, he's explained that, he's explained virtually nothing, and hands her a gun back. I mean, okay, but... She, she thinks he's a deadly threat, which is why she came at him with a drum gun. And mm-hmm. then he gives her the gun back, which, which demonstrates that she need not fear him. And if she still does, mm-hmm. now she has the gun. Good point, Ember. Uh, what I enjoyed about that scene most was that, of course, she comes at him with a gun. He gets the gun. She's like, well, it's not loaded. Ha ha ha. And uh-huh. I have a knife at your neck. So now I'm, yep. I'm the one in charge. And then she gets the gun back. Yep. And he's like, well, I don't have to worry about it because it's not loaded. And she's like, fuck you, shoots it into the air. <laughs> she's like, of course it's loaded, you dumbass. Yeah. And then he gets the gun back from her. Mm-hmm. And this, my favorite moment is Megan's like, little did you know, I only keep one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> My subterfuge knows no bounds. <laughs> so in the meantime, we've also followed that uh, John Travolta's met up with his, like, um, uh, his ground team. Well, yeah, his ground team. And um, apparently the uh, military, the Air Force, like the real Air Force in real life, asked John Travolta in the movie to take off the Air Force garb once he went rogue so that a bad guy wasn't seen wearing Air Force gear. Anyway. Oh, so that's why um, he wound up in a turtleneck in the desert? So that he puts on a turtleneck in the desert ever. That, I, I mean, I, I, I get that, I, I, you know, and I feel like story and thematically it, it made sense. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was going rogue. So, you know, of course he strips off the trappings of, you know, a job that he thought he was above anyway. Right, yeah. But he is in the middle of the desert and he, he opts for a turtleneck and then later a jacket over that. Yeah, we made fun and we're like, oh, and next he's going to put on a leather jacket. And like a couple scenes later, he does put on like a, a brown jacket. He's like, okay, in the fucking desert. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's going for the bad guy look, which apparently mm-hmm. is black turtleneck, khaki jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Cool. My, I, I enjoy that this transformational scene comes. So, so he's got some, some guys on the ground who were prepared mm-hmm. for the, for the nuclear weapons to drop so that they could take, take possession of them. Mm-hmm. But they, they show up and, and Travolta's not at the meetup site and they're like, well, maybe right. he died. And so <laughs> that gives us the option of Travolta then striding towards them <laughs> in slow motion through smoke. Through smoke. Where did that smoke come from? And he was also smoking, so maybe he maybe smoked he just, like, so much. Popped it up so he could make his own dramatic entrance smoke. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, John Woo. Mm hmm. So, um, at this point, uh, Christian Slater and uh, Samantha Mathis are now friends, and he's convinced her to, um, well, all of a sudden a helicopter shows up and tries to blow them up because I guess. They've gone looking for hail. Is that why? I am. Why did they even? Why did the so, helicopter even show up? It's my understanding of that scene. And and to be fair, I was really busy laughing at things that had happened. So when we came to the Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis being attacked by a helicopter point, I don't necessarily remember all the dots that were connected. But the government sends people to find the nukes. Good yeah. on them. Um, <laughs> with with the advice. I love I love so many of the lines in this with the advice from Delroy Lindo. If your Geigers pick up more rads, then you get off the toaster. <laughs> yep, very good. <laughs> get off that toaster. Get off that toaster. They find one or both of them? They find one of them. They find one of them, yep. And then they're immediately attacked by Travolta's ground crew. Mm-hmm. And so it leaves like two guys are alive. One of them is a tech and one of them is a guy with a gun. And the tech's like, all right, I'm going to fix this. He's like, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to put some grenades in here and blow it up so they can't use it. Like, he's ready to sacrifice everything. He's a hero. This guy's awesome and resourceful. He's like getting shot. It's great. Yeah, I'm going to disarm the nuclear part of this and then it's going to, we're going to blow it up. Yep, I'm going to put grenades in it. And if they try and use it, they'll kill themselves. It's fantastic. And I'm cool. Like, I'll get shot after I finish this, but you know. It's it's for the greater good. And then his buddy turns and shoots him and smiles while he does it. Again, the Air Force is not hiring the right people. No, this is how we long in this role. And yeah, he's he, like the bad guys in this movie. They love murder, Amber. They are just having they so love murdering much fun. their friends. Travolta yeah. and Howie Long are just super excited to kill their partners. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they have direct access to nuclear weapons. Just really want to put that out there again, again. say that yeah mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. I, after that happens they have access to the helicopter that was used to get all of the now dead except for how long air force personnel there right and then i guess yeah they use that to try and find and kill hale because he still represents a threat apparently yeah and and the um <laughs> the uh i don't know if they get word that oh i think they do get word that a park ranger has found him um which is why um as soon as the helicopter shows up it starts shooting at the park ranger's pickup truck this leads to um (laughs) um uh mathis and slater like half falling down this crevice half hiding in it and then um (laughs) Christian Slater asked uh, Samantha Mathis to um, climb up in a way, and she just, Amber, 
he's loading a gun and he loads three bullets in the time it takes her to scale, I don't know, 50 feet up in the air. Oh, yeah. No, I my notes say she climbed the entire cliff and he's put in three bullets. Yeah. Good God. Good God. Um, the only reason I'm pointing this out is because then, of course, Christian Slater uses his gun to shoot through the like little glass bit in the helicopter's bottom into the pilot and uh, takes down that that helicopter oh he headshots that pilot he headshots the pilot yep he headshots him with a revolver from Mm -hmm. many many feet yep yeah like and kind of and headshots him like he knows that samantha mathis is right there he essentially takes down a helicopter that is hovering above her and and to be clear he sent her up there to Uh distract them so that they would sit still for long enough so that he could maybe headshot them with the revolver from the bottom Uh of the cliff right Great. It was a great plan. They yeah, are clearly off to, I mean, they're off to a fantastic start. Mm-hmm. They just took yep. down a helicopter with a revolver and both of them survived. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I Now I understand why Bravo. Travolta made that a priority to take them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's with that park ranger. <laughs> the one oh, that's shit. Not Samantha Mathis. She's known for just taking down anybody she encounters. She has killed so many people in that desert, and we can't find the bodies, so we can't prove shit. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Park Ranger is actually her serial killer name. She's she's not a real Park Ranger. She just is known as the Park Ranger. Then like who is she talking to on the radio? Don't worry about it, Amber. Oh, God. This movie's taken an even darker turn, and it's already <laughs> about nuclear terrorists. <laughs> yes. Can I tell you something uh, really terrible, Amber, that I learned? I'd rather you didn't. Okay, I won't. So anyway. um, You're going to tell me anyway. Go ahead. Well, okay. So apparently um, Halle Berry kind of wanted the role of of this park ranger. And the producers of this film told her there were no black park rangers. Like none ever? I mean, they they must be right. Because otherwise they wouldn't say something so psychotic. And... Mm -hmm. You know, if they were right, then it just wouldn't be realistic to have a black woman playing a park ranger. Yeah. Anyway, that's awful. Racism doesn't exist. Moving on. Just to just just to kind of contextualize the hijinks that are happening here, you'd think, ah, nuclear weapon. They must be really difficult to get, and that must be why they went through such uh, shenanigans to accomplish this task. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, through dialogue between John Travolta and his main financial backer, uh, nuclear weapons, super easy to get. Um, actually, way easier to just go to the old Soviet Republic and, and pick up one for the price of a BMW, apparently. Yep. Uh-huh. That was disturbing. Interesting. Um, so so why, why did we uh, go to the trouble of this? This particular mm-hmm. scenario? Oh, because they'll pay more money in the U.S. to get them back. To save face, I believe, yeah. was the... Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, okay, they'll be willing to save a city, sure. Mm-hmm. But they'd be willing to pay even more so that nobody knows the city was in danger in the first place. Right, I right. I think, so was, they, was that the dialogue? I think so, yeah. Essentially that um, the, the military doesn't want anybody to know that they're stupid enough to lose an, their own nuclear weapon and have their own nuclear weapon blow up their own city. So... It's worth even so more, Amber. It's worth even more than just threatening them with one of those old Soviet Republic chibi nukes. Right. Besides, you never know what you're going to get. You don't know if they're going to explode. In the... That was a weird... Ex- there are so many other explanations you could have used. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's, assume, let's assume that it is super cheap and easy to get an old Soviet nuke. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to get it into the country. Maybe that sure. could have been the argument. As yeah. opposed to, yeah, the government's going to pay extra because they're too prideful i mean i i'm not against it i i do agree that they probably wouldn't want anyone to know that this happened (laughs) right they might pay more for silence than they would for denver right right it it just seems like an extra weird layer to even bring up like why do you even introduce that to the it's like somebody was on set and was like oh no i heard that you can get nuclear weapons in soviet union for the price of a bmw and they're like fuck we now need to like write this into the story we got to address this so that people think this is realistic. Yeah, exactly. Wow, this seems like a lot of trouble to get a nuclear weapon. I heard you can just pick one up on the street. <laughs> Why do it this way? Yeah, 
Yeah. Ah, pride. It goes mm-hmm. before the fall, I hear. <laughs> it does, Amber. It does. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, then we have excellent, excellent moments that, that you know, the, the cat and mouse game in the desert between John Travolta and Christian Slater and all of his many soldier men. We, mm-hmm. we have, we have <laughs> Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. How do they catch up to the, the, the Humvee convoy? Oh boy, Amber, they just kind of run over there. They, I, th- I think they do it on foot. Basically, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he asked Samantha Ma- Mathis, super helpful park ranger who knows the area, what the closest thing mm-hmm. is. She tells him about the copper mine and they, they run and, and or no, she doesn't tell him about the copper mine. That 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 right. doesn't happen quite yet. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. the plot of this fucking movie. Yeah, right. Basically, somehow they run on foot to find them because her truck is mm-hmm. completely destroyed. They They catch up to them. They get on one of the Humvees. They he Christian Slater, of course, tells Samantha Mathis, "You stay here." She, of course, jumps on the same Humvee that he does on the roof of it. She doesn't stay there because she she's she really likes killing. She's a serial killer named she's the Park a Ranger. Remember, named the Park Ranger, and who also she, she happens to know, know about parks. Yeah, she knows a lot so about parks. Just, she's deep into the role, Megan. There's a, there's a is. scene where she's like, "Oh no, don't step on that. That's special dirt." <laughs> That's right. She did say that. That's special. <laughs> that's where I buried the body. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't get that kind of dirt unless there's at least three corpses under it. Uh-huh. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. they are now in the nuke convoy. There's a lovely moment where <laughs> Christian Slater is at the window of the of the Humvee, and it's it's I don't think it's moving. And he tells the driver to get out or something. Uh-huh. And, I'm I'm really focused on the details of this movie when I was watching it's, it. Apparently, yeah, mm-hmm. what's yes. what's important, people, is Samantha Mathis on the hood of the Humvee. Yes. Christian Slater at the window with a gun, and mm-hmm. but then but then the dude also has a gun, and it's yeah. on Samantha Mathis, and so he tells Christian Slater, "Looks like we have ourselves a standoff." So then Christian Slater <laughs> immediately shoots him in the leg, grabs his face, and slams it into the steering wheel, repeatedly saying, "No, we don't." Yes, yes. I wrote that exact line down, Amber, because it's just, it's so ridiculously good. <laughs> it's so dumb. There was, there was no pause. Looks like we have ourselves a standoff. Shoot, slam, slam, slam. <laughs> Fuck your standoff. And this poor guy gets dropped out of the, um, out of the Humphrey. He's just shot in the leg, so he should be fine. Except his own folks just run him the fuck over. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It is moving. The Humvee is moving at this time. It is that's moving. right. It's yes, the it one is that they both jumped onto from apparently chasing it on foot. Right, which happens to be the one with both nuclear weapons in it. Oh, oh but they... he knew that because he used binoculars to oh, see Oh, fuck. Them. That's right. Oh, God And damn he's it. like, that's clearly the one that has the nuclear weapons because there's only one person in it and mm-hmm. they're accounting for weight. He, he used his military it. skills to figure that You're out. Right, Amber. You're so right. And then, so he used binoculars to see them and then they run on foot to catch up with them. Exactly. Because she's a park ranger who's used to being a park ranger and also chasing down her human prey, and he's in the military. <laughs> she's a serial killer named the park ranger. Yes, yes, exactly. She's. All, I think she can be both a serial killer named the park ranger and a park ranger. She has the truck. She has a dude on mm-hmm. the radio. The U.S. government told her to go look for one of their sh- soldiers. Okay. fine. You've convinced me. She's also a park she, ranger named she a can, serial killer named a park ranger. She can be more than one thing, Megan. We can all You're be right. more than one thing. Yeah. And we're all beautiful. Mm-hmm. You make a very good point, Amber. So, mm-hmm. there's a standoff in a mine. Yep. It involves lots of grenades and death. Yes. Christian Slater kills a lot of people. I'm trying to remember if Samantha Mathis kills anyone. Good question. Um, I kind of think not, but uh, but I'm not positive about that. Yeah, but yeah, essentially, the, they get to the mine, because they get both nuclear weapons, but they're running out of gas. Samantha Mathis mm-hmm. says, ooh, there's something close by, let's go to the mine. And Christian Slater's like, cool, we can hide it there. And then he gets there, and he's like, John Travolta's been here. I can sense right. it. Yeah, yeah, I can smell his musk in the air. He, he prepped this. So that means that they're coming here. So let's just bury them in the mine. Like, uh-huh. I think... He realizes John Travolta is coming to get them. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. All right. What am I going to do? Oh, I know. If you input the wrong code three times, the nuke disarms itself. So I'll just right. do that. And yes. so Travolta comes on the radio. He's like, don't do it. Just, just just, give up. You don't have the will to win. And he's like, you know why I didn't recruit you for this? You you spineless little butt. He's like, because you, you thought I'd say no. He's like, no, if you said no, I just would have shot you. Because I didn't think you'd go through with it. Because <laughs> if you said yes, 
you wouldn't you'd be bad yeah you exactly. would be no good for my team. You weren't worth asking. Yep. Which is kind of a sick burn. Yeah. That's a solid burn. Yeah. He's like, don't, don't, don't try and unarm that nuke. And Christian's like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Travolta's like, no, you don't. Because at some point I had direct access to this weapon and I changed uh-huh. out the panel because I'm also apparently a mechanical engineer and a rocket scientist. Yes. And I made it so that if you input any code, it works. <laughs> Right. When did he have time to do that? Either he did it before the mission, which is upsetting that he got uh, direct access to the nuclear weapons before the mission, or he did it in between when he dropped the nuclear uh, weapons off the plane and before Christian Slater got them in the Humvee. He's very good, Amber. I'm, what I'm saying is John Travolta is a very good electrical, electrical nuclear engineer. It really is a shame that the military failed to promote him. He yeah. clearly has a skill set that is of value to them. And now that it's mm-hmm. been weaponized against them, ooh boy, they're in trouble. So now we have an armed and ready-to-go nuclear weapon and an unarmed, not-yet-ready-to-go nuclear weapon. So, of course, the, the plan is to sink them in the mine and just let them mm-hmm. go off. Because yep. it'll be safe and it'll be fine and everybody... They're underground. They're safe. Yeah. But John Travolta's also coming there, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he shows up. He still wants his nukes. And he also always intended to set one off in the mine. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. What? Which we we don't necessarily know why. Like, was it just to let the government know that you meant business? Yeah. Because John Travolta is playing 20 steps ahead, people. Okay. Yeah, he knows everything. He's, but Christian Slater thinks he's got it. You know, he found a little radiology tag in the Humvee and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, that must mean that they're going to this place because this is a radiology tag for a hospital. And so obviously they're going to try and hide the nuclear radiation in the radiology department because mm-hmm. the radiology department has its own nuclear radiation. And it'll mask right. it and then they can blow up that particular city. Right. I figured it out. I'm brilliant. I didn't figure out what to do when a bunch of armed men that we knew were coming here come here and start right. shooting at uh-huh. us. But he effectively kills them all except for Howie Long, John Travolta and the money backer. Yep. But then Howie Long, John Travolta, the money backer, get away with one of the nukes and leave them mm-hmm. to die with that one. Right. Thank goodness for the ground river. Mm-hmm. And the butterfly, Amber. And the butterflies. Ah, yes. When, when they make it out of the river, Samantha Mathis's character is understandably freaking out because they just set off a nuclear weapon. He's like, look at the butterflies. It, there wouldn't be butterflies if there were radiation in the air. It says so in the manual. Life yeah. continues. And now we have... um. Now we have John Travolta, and he's um, sitting, he's driving, and the backer, the money backer, who of course goes along for this fun um, heist, who's played by Bob Gunton, um, and Bob Gunton is like, you set off a, a nuclear weapon, this isn't going well, we're not going to get the money we want, we blah, blah, blah. What is, Amber, what does John Travolta do? This complaining ass well, man. Megan, mm-hmm. He says, oh my picks up what appears to be a billy club, uh-huh. hits him very forcefully in the throat, and then says, hush, hush. <laughs> and then the guy chokes to death on his own larynx next to John Travolta. Yeah. And then John Travolta muses on the fact that like, hmm, you know, I've never killed him one face to face before. I mean, tons of drone strikes. and I've dropped a bunch of bombs on people, but I've never actually killed anyone face to face. I don't know what the big deal is. I really don't. I really don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this comes after a speech that he gives to... I can't remember who he's even talking to. It never really matters who Travolta's character is talking mm -hmm. to because he is just soliloquizing. Yeah. But he explains that what he's going to do once he gets his money is buy 5% of Volvo. Yeah. And then live the rest of his days happy in the knowledge that he's helping to make the safest automobiles in the world. <laughs> Just what is this character? What, what is happening? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh. Fantastic. I, I just want to, before, so the nuclear weapon goes off in the mine and it sets off an EMP, which causes the helicopter that's following uh, John Travolta to uh, lose control and explode. Exactly. Megan, mm-hmm. 20 steps ahead, Travolta, always mm-hmm. intended to set off the nuclear weapon because, as everyone knows, a nuclear yes. weapon also has an EMP blast, which even if you apparently to are apparently able to 
mitigate the radiation factor by burying it in a copper mine, you still get that EMP blast. Of course. Which will not only take out anybody who's trying to actively follow you, but the command center itself, Megan. Right. They're close enough to the command center, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now Delroy Lindo is flying blind. Now that his command center is defunct, obviously he Mm -hmm. has to go to the front lines. He finally hooks up with Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. Yes, Delroy Lindo. And then he has this wonderful moment where he asks Christian Slater, do you understand what orders are? Christian Slater says, yes, sir, I do. Uh Uh Delroy Lindo says, good, then has a significant pause. Because I'm about to break them. (laughs) It's just, what? Like, and it doesn't, I don't, like, he didn't even say. Yeah, it's awesome. It is, okay, it's awesome. I'm not going to take away from it's awesome. But, like, the orders aren't to catch the nuclear, get the nuclear weapon? Why is this off books? I don't no, understand. No, 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 no. The orders were to uh-huh. make it so that Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis were no longer involved. Oh, oh okay. Maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. This is a I pure assumption sure, because the good. details of this movie actually escape me when it comes to plot points. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yep. Good. So, of course, thank goodness Del Rolando kept Christian Slater on because he knows Travolta like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. He looks at a map. What could he be doing? Well, we found this radiology tag for, you know, this city. So obviously he went east. <gasps> except, except, except he's Ali. When you think he's going to hit me with his right, you hit. Oh, my God. Oh, my. He knew that somebody would get into that Humvee that was transporting the nuclear weapons, find the radiology tag and think, ah, he's going to this city. So if he thinks if we think he's going west, obviously he's going east. Mm hmm. So then they're like, what's the thing that's going east? Oh, clearly these train tracks. Where do they go? Denver. Okay, he's going to blow up Denver. Let's go find that train. And they get in a third helicopter, Emperor. Yet another helicopter uh-huh. bound to meet its maker. Yeah. Well, Christian Slater and uh, Samantha Mathis get off and off the helicopter and onto the um, train. But sadly, I don't know why. The train's going through a tunnel, but the helicopter decides to instead of moving away from the tunnel, just crash into the side of the tunnel. Okay, in their defense, uh-huh. they were actively engaging with hostiles at the time. If you remember, sure. Delroy Lindo says, let's give those guys a haircut, which yes. apparently was oh, code God, for right. the pilot to then approach the people on top of the pl- the, the train blades uh-huh. first and yeah, chop and them we, into pieces. Yeah, chop them into pieces, you know, <laughs> which was fantastic. Yeah, use a, use a helicopter as a weapon. I love it. They were distracted. But wouldn't the pilot see that there's a fucking mountain in front of them? He was very busy killing people with his helicopter blades. Yeah, okay, good point. Good point. Worth it. Yay. Bye, Delroy Lindo. Bye, so Delroy sad. Lindo. We're, we're in end stages of the movie, so of course, Samantha Mathis is the one who winds up discovering the nuclear missile, mm-hmm. which is currently being worked on by a guy that I think we're supposed to think is nerdy, yeah. because when she tries to attack him, he just like breaks out some sick-ass moves, and he's mm-hmm. like, I bet you thought I was some computer nerd, lady. I'm a Navy SEAL. And Uh so we know that when she throws a hammer at him and kills him in a single blow, she just killed a Navy SEAL. Right. We also know that Navy SEALs also have a very big problem with hiring people who are just just nuclear arms crazy. That's. I mean, he knows how to arm and disarm and make like he he essentially gives Travolta the ability to remote control a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Great. What is with? The military! Why are they training these people and hiring these people and then just losing track of them? Yeah, right? It's just, it's it's impressive, Amber. Okay. But we also, um, you know, see uh, serial killer Park Ranger um, in full effect when she just one-shots him with a hammer in the head. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Travolta gets a hold of her. He has yeah. a gun. She's already lost her killing hammer. Mm-hmm. So then there's he, a fun, creepy scene oh, so where upsetting. he's 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 still throwing sick burns at Christian Slater. Uh-huh. He's like, ah, you know, he's, he's I don't I don't even remember, but he's 
He's bitching he's, about how Slater doesn't have the goods. Yeah, he's he's rehashing every fucking thing he already said to Christian Slater. He doesn't have the will. He's not going to be able to do it. But he's he's never actually had the chance to say it to Samantha Mathis, who is his That's captive true. audience at this yes. point. Christian Slater is elsewhere doing other heroic things. Mm-hmm. So he sort of gropes her with the pistol of the weapon. Oh, she yeah. opens her mouth and starts very breathily just sort of like experiencing this it's sort of it's fear but i think it's a little bit of titillation and i don't like that no, at all. all of it is very bad and dislike dislike then he sort of forces her to enter the code to arm mm-hmm. the missile but right. then she refuses at the last ah, second oh my and then he just knocks her out and enters the code himself he does he yeah. does he doesn't shoot her that was probably a mistake on his part yeah for sure then he's foiled. I don't exactly remember how, but he's well, foiled. Yeah, so he was going to escape via the fourth helicopter, Amber, but Christian Slater has um, uh, uh, booby-trapped it and released the fuel lines so that he's able to uh, firebomb the helicopter that's like waiting to be John Travolta's escape mechanism. He should have known it would never work. So many helicopters have bought it. Yeah, exactly. And then um, the <laughs> Samantha Mathis dislodges the engine from the rest of the um, the car, um, the rest of the train. Do you remember this? So she detaches the engine of the train from where John Travolta and Christian Slater are. And then she kills the conductor, who's also a bad guy. The conductor falls on the brake of the train, which allows John Travolta and Christian Slater to catch, not only catch up, but um, slam into them. And that slamming into them causes the dis- now disarmed um, uh, nuclear missile to um, just by by force slam into John Travolta and kill him while Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis jump off the train. I mean you're missing two very important dramatic points that happen Excuse before me. and during this. Yes. I apologize. At this point, after the helicopter has been destroyed, John Travolta has has been, you know, how long is it just fucking disarm it? Like obviously this we we're we're not gonna oh, blow right. this up. It'll kill us. So he yeah. disarms it. And then he's like fuck them if they can't take a joke and rearms yeah. the nuclear re-arms weapon. It will it. definitely kill him. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And the train is still heading to Denver at that point. So he's just comfortable with it, killing Denver and himself. Just fuck him if I can't take a joke. Like, I'm, I'm, whatever. This is, this gets me hard, I guess. Yeah, I just need to, I need to have this happen. Exactly. Which then, of course, leads to a fun fist fight between Travolta and Slater. It is the bookend fist Mm -hmm. fight. We had, we started with one. We're going to end with one. But this time, this time Slater does have the will to win. Mm-hmm. He does. So much so that he drops a crowbar so that he can do it with his own goddamn <laughs> yes. fists and yeah. the triumphant music swelling in the background. Oh. He, of course, beats him handily, snatches the remote, and then just as the train is about to crash into the engine, which is something he doesn't know is happening. This is no. happening somewhere else. But essentially, he jumps backwards off of the train car and then clicks the remote to deactivate the nuclear weapon. And then, yes... The train car bashes into the other train car, which is on fire from the helicopter, and it sends the pointy end of the nuclear weapon into John Travolta, who is, at that moment, smiling a bit ruefully. Yeah, uh-huh. It's like, well, well you done gut me. You, you know, you did have the will after all, Christian Slater. <laughs> isn't there egg on my face? And isn't this $20 yours? Yes, they keep... It, they bet $20 every time on a boxing match. And so Christian Slater gave him $20 when he won. Travolta's like, I don't even want your money anymore. It's pointless beating you. You don't even have the will to win. And Slater's like, that's okay. I stole it from your wallet anyway. And mm-hmm. then and then after Travolta steals the nuclear weapon uh-huh. and ejects Slater into the desert. Yes. When Christian Slater comes to, his character takes out a $20 bill, puts it under a rock and says, I guess you win that one, buddy. Yep. <laughs> yep, he does that. Oh, boy. And then, yeah, after this train explosion and Samantha Mathis and Christian Slater are obviously the only survivors, wouldn't you know it? He finds a partially singed $20 bill. And just pulls it from, like, the air or the ground, whatever. 
And don't worry, Amber, we also know that uh, a nuclear weapon can uh, stand being in direct flames for five hours, so everything's okay. Yeah, you could stick that sucker in burning jet fuel and it'd be fine as long as it's deactivated. Mm-hmm. Everybody's safe. Yay. Hooray! The end. Amber, what did you think of this movie? Would you say it's an R for regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, or K? Every time. I'm like, I'm right on the high of the big finale. I'm, th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking reflexively about, like, you know, this movie is fun. It's still terrible, but it's fun. Yeah. It's not a, not a well-constructed no. story, but, oh, is it fun mm-hmm. to watch. And then you do this to me. And yeah. then I realize mm-hmm. that no one was ever having any fun. Nope. It's obviously crazy balls. It is Craze Balls. Yay. Craze Balls movie. I mean, that's just, that's, it's a John Woo movie. So Craze yeah. Balls, obviously. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Megan, do you have an Abby story? I do. Um, so um, this is just a quick one. When I was bringing Abby back to um, New York a little while ago, we um, we used the, uh, <laughs> Dan and I were kids, we'd always use the mirror map, which is the uh, rear view mirror. And that's how my mom would explain where we were. And because we would do a lot of like driving road trips um, when we were kids. And um, so like the corner of the mirror map would be home and then we were going to wherever we were going and that would be cross on the mirror map. And so I was showing her on the mirror map where we were. And I said, okay, so we came from here. This is my house and we're going over here. And we're, you know, and I showed her. And then she says, okay, so in that corner, oh, that corner, that's where we had fun. And then that was cute. Does that suggest she's not having fun right then in that moment? She wasn't having fun anymore? That was, that was, that was when we used mm. to have fun. That was, Maggie. yeah, actually. That's when, that's, we, that's when, that's when life used to be fun. And now we're here. And now we're so in the far car. away from fun. And I hate this. Yeah, you know what, actually, Amber? Now it, it seems a little bitter. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Amber, do you have a journal entry for us? Sure. I think I can find one that's mildly amusing. Excellent. Ah, uh, yes, apparently I was crafty in third grade, uh, according to this journal entry. Okay. I love to sew and cross-stitch because it is fun. And the needles I can poke my brother with. Oh, God. <laughs> you know if you read tj's journal you'd understand yeah no i i, I that, that I was it. an entry of justice because <laughs> we, we we did not only find my words we found some of his and there oh is an boy. entry that specifically says like bothering my sister is the only fun i get to have sometimes <laughs> like i'm so bored but at least my sister was there to torment Oh boy! He put yeah. it in fucking writing, people. Yeah, that's fantastic. This one, this one's a little, this one's a little nicer. This weekend, I'm going to see a little of my family, and I'm going to spend most of my time with Uncle Jim. He will let us do anything. Mm, yes, <laughs> anything we want, like going to the movies. Uh huh. I just, Perfect. I just like the idea that in my little baby mind, it's just like, yeah, there are no rules in Uncle Jim's house. And I love that going to the movies was the thing, like the anything we want. I was yeah. thinking it was going to be like, we eat junk food, or he lets us drink soda, or he lets us stay up super late. It's like, no, he lets us go to the movies. We can go to the movies. That's okay, adorable. Little Amber, your bar mm-hmm. is low. <laughs> and this has been Little Amber Think Stuff. Excellent. That's beautiful. So Amber, I have a, um, I have a Amber got it right. Mm, have you finished the show, though? I did finish the show, Amber. <gasps> oh, then I definitely got it right. <laughs> What'd you think of that shit? Oh, man. Uh, so this is Harley Quinn on HBO Max, I guess. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say spoiler alert. Um, uh, it's fantastic. And it is, it, is, uh, it is violent and bloody and, like, sometimes, like, upsettingly so. Um, but... Oh, yeah. Watching somebody bite somebody else's head off and eat it is distressing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's hilarious, that... but distressing. Mm-hmm. Also, watching a family get massacred is oh, hilarious, yeah. mm-hmm. but distressing. Gotta end the bloodline, though, Megan. You gotta end the bloodline. Always end the bloodline. <laughs> Otherwise, they come for revenge. We learned that, Amber. We learned that the hard way, Megan. And then we learned that the disturbing way. Mm-hmm. 
So Amber, there are some really great voice actors in here. Um, you yeah, mentioned I know. Somebody- Why are you telling me this? Okay, Ron Funches plays King Shark. He's the one who bites people's heads off, and I mean, he's generally a pacifist shark, except for when he definitely eats people. I love the voice work he does. He is oh my gosh, like just this like jovial naivete. So good. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. Um, Alan Tudyk plays uh, Clayface. And the Joker says, and like and a bunch Joker, of other people. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's, um, he, when the the family massacre, it's a family reunion massacre happens, he just pulls out his eyes and said, guess I won't be needing these anymore. <laughs> he Such doesn't. It's stuff. very upsetting. upsetting. And um, Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Um, is it Keely? Kakao? Um, she's from the Big Bang Theory. Um, plays Harley Quinn. So okay, so there is, there's just, there's so much like. It's it's not, so it is violent, but it's not just violent. It's it's a story that like Harley Quinn grows and Poison Ivy and them are best friends, and it's definitely like it's it's got these. I mean the the whole thing is about this friendship between two women, and that's it's just it's just lovely it's mm-hmm. lovely and massacres mm-hmm. it's it is a an overtly violent comedic like but intimate look at like uh-huh. a, a close friendship between two like broken disparate personalities yeah that then rely on each other for like personal growth and it, 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 like it's and then fall in love Mm-hmm. And then fall in love. Yep. So it's also a fucking LGBTQ story. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like, it's good. Just... And you know what I love about that? Like, so so there's some like triangle stuff because um, Poison Ivy's engaged to Kite Man, obviously. Oh, poor Kite Man. Poor Kite Man. But like nobody's, there's no like, there's the hardness of like her being in a relationship with someone else and not fully trusting Harley Quinn with her heart. But there's never like a, there's, it's never because it's a gay relationship. And like, no, it's because the, Harley cannot be trusted. She right, needs exactly. To, she needs to demonstrate an ability to have some personal growth and like act like an adult. It's, right. It's complete. Like, yeah, it's never because, ooh, I shouldn't be in a relationship with a woman. It's like, oh, I'm betraying this person that I care about. And also I can't trust you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And yeah, and like here's here's the I mean, you know, the Joker. It starts out with um, uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker breaking up, and like it's very like it's it's very much shows like he's an abuser. Obviously, he's the Joker, but like, and she has a hard time like breaking it off, really breaking it off with him. But then. Um, when the Joker finds out he's she's in a relationship with Poison Ivy, it's never like that like titillated thing. He's just like, oh, why don't you like take a chance with her? You need to tell her. Like it's just yeah. all of a sudden there's this because new Joker he's, who's just because he's also had personal growth. Like it's there's this great like yeah. he's, he's the big bad, and then he gets like normaled, winds uh-huh. up in this relationship with a single mother who also happens to be Latinx. Yep. Like and yeah, and then yeah, he's like, oh no, I've had a lot. Like and then, he, then when he rejokerifies, he's he realizes he is actually in love with yeah. the single mother and likes the kids and kind of likes that life while still wanting to be like a toned down Joker. And he's yeah. healthier than Harley. And he's like, dude, go after it. What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah, be and, healthier. <laughs> yeah, and so this is this is just a random thing that I really enjoyed that I wanted to talk to you about, which is so. At the end, um, kind of near the end, they, um, they're they fighting this guy named Dr. Psycho, and he's able to broadcast um, that, you know, like, essentially, he got into Poison Ivy's mind and is able to broadcast a sex scene between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And this is all to the detriment of poor Mr. Kite Man. But anyway, but, and then all the characters are seeing this. And what I, re- I don't know. So Dr. Psycho reacts like that gross, like, oh, it's like two women performing for me and I'm a gross guy. But like, that's his character. He's gross. Like, he's supposed to be gross. Oh, he's supposed to be like, because he used to be a supervillain and he was demoted because he wouldn't stop using the fucking C word when referring to Wonder to Woman, Wonder his Woman. Ne- nemesis. Yeah, so like, okay, that that's... But then the Joker sees it and like, he's like, 
ah, she's still limber. And then he closes the curtain. It's just like a, he's like, hmm, it's never a, I don't know. There was just something that I really liked about not all the characters were that super gross. Yeah, no. Like it I'm was- a straight guy. I'm watching two women exactly. have sex and so I'm titillated. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's great. It's, it's, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. Yep. It's funny. It's nice. It's it's different from what you're used to seeing. It is through a lens that I really wish a lot more things were about. It's like truly like female comedy, but also like action, violent cartoon. And yep. it um, is not for children. That is. It is not for children. And it honestly, I am happy with just the two seasons. Like there does not have yeah. to be more than that. It is a it is a, it is a contained story. Like once is, you finish yeah. it. You'd enjoy going back to that world, but you also feel really satisfied with where it ended up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, Amber got a ride. Amber got a ride. A fucking course I did. Oh, there's a new verse. <laughs> it's beautiful. I like that. So, Amber, I like to close out this like with I sadness, always do. With just yeah. abject sadness, like with just squashing my will to live. Mm-hmm. Amber, it is drops of water that makes holes in the rock. That's, is, is there more? Is am, Like, am I supposed to get my own inspiration from that? Am I supposed to be inspired by that? What, 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 do we, are the holes good or bad? Are the drops of water inspirational or just tedious? It's drops of water, Amber, that makes holes in the rock. I hate you, and I hate the water, mm. and I hate the rock, and I hate the holes. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Wait, we forgot to talk about Bane!